there was especially this one week in particular where everything got very very challenging and overwhelming kim coordinates care for her mother from more than a thousand miles away i have to cover everything from um, their housing situation their health care just everything and quite a lot to to manage just in and of itself but then being in another state is an added layer of a challenge. She's also holding down a full-time job. It can be really challenging to attend to my mom's needs and follow up on things while also being present and focused on my work. I'm Mike Pachenik. On this special episode of The Balancing Act, we're taking a closer look at why Kim's not alone and why a new report from the Rosalind Carter Institute for Caregivers says employers must do more to support caregiving employees. I think that what was most surprising is how widespread this is. That's Karen Cavanaugh, Chief of Strategic Initiatives at RCI. She's spearheading the Working While Caring initiative. And the objectives are first to raise awareness of this really critical cohort of the workforce, those who are working, while also providing care for someone who is aging, ill, or disabled, to identify and then expand effective employer supports, and then to see if we can organize employers to be more vocal and visible agents of reform. As part of the initiative, RCI released a study called Invisible Overtime. It found nearly one in five American workers is doubling as an unpaid family caregiver. The study found those employees spend an average of 20 hours a week on caregiving duties. For many caregivers, providing care is, is really a, a second job. Kavanaugh says those caregiving responsibilities forced one in three employees to leave the workforce, a departure disproportionately affecting women, minorities, and hourly workers. Emotional strain is pervasive. They need more assistance. And while the pandemic has enlightened some in the C-suite, Employers still understand childcare much more. Not to suggest that's also not a bit of a crisis in our country, but don't really understand caring for someone who is aging, ill, or disabled. RCI released a list of employer recommendations, including adding a caregiving question module to employee surveys, establishing caregiving resource groups, reducing the stigma by engaging company leadership to show support for employee caregivers, and training managers about the issues employee caregivers are facing. What are these experiences like? How might they show up at work? But critically, if a supervisor or manager is going to talk to someone about employee caregiving and how the workforce might help, they have to have concrete tools to offer. RCI also recommends employers identify gaps in their benefits that could help employee caregivers. Employers can do a lot more for their employee caregivers. It's a really important partner stakeholder to engage. Remember Kim, a relative recommended HomeThrive. It's a next generation caregiving innovator, revolutionizing support for unpaid family caregivers and their loved ones. HomeThrive provided Kim one-on-one -on -one support from a credentialed caregiving expert to help her navigate long-term care for her mother that was just incredibly helpful. I didn't expect to find someone who would have that specialized experience that we really needed in order to be a good support to, to me and my sister managing care. That allowed me to feel like I could take a step back and focus on my work. To learn more about the RCI study and how you can support your employee caregivers, visit homethrive.com. Visit the Who We Serve tab and scroll down to employers. Again, it's homethrive.com. Go to the Who We Serve tab and scroll down to employers. For Home Thrive, I'm Mike Pachenik.